0: This audio download is the extended version of the Family Life Today radio program. Your download is made possible by Family Life Legacy Partners.
1: And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us on the Wednesday edition of our broadcast. We've been spending time over the last week and a half talking about uh, teenagers and some of the traps that are laid for them as they head through the teenage years and how we as parents can be proactive in trying to help them navigate around those traps so that they don't become ensnared. And the trap we're going to be talking about on the broadcast today, Dennis, is a dangerous trap, and it's one that uh, the subject matter may not be suitable for some of our younger listeners. You may want to have them away from the radio, because this particular trap uh, is a very challenging trap for parents.
2: That's right, and it's one, unfortunately, that has found its way into the Christian community at an alarming rate, Mm -hmm. and that trap is pornography. You know, Proverbs uh, 4.23 says, Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flows the springs of life. Mm -hmm. What Solomon's talking about there is protecting the headwaters of the soul, because once you pollute the headwaters— the stream all the way out into the life of that person is impacted by that poison. And, you know, Bob, you came in one uh, one day when we were uh, working on the book, and we've been talking around this issue about pornography, and uh, you shared a story about how a, a leader in a church had been impacted um, by pornography that found its way into his life through Christian families.
1: Yeah, this particular individual had grown up in a Christian home and had not been exposed to anything like this at home, but he'd gone to babysit for other families in the church. And again, his parents assumed these families were good church-going families. There was nothing to concern them there. But after the children were in bed, he found hidden away in some of these homes— pornographic material, and it was his first exposure mm-hmm. and it it grabbed hold of him and Dennis, there is something about uh, pornography that it just seems to get its claws on the soul of a man mm-hmm. and it won 't let go
2: and and it's that curiosity I think that the enemy uses with men, and I believe with women as well that uh, hook them and where they develop a compulsive behavior. That begins to habitually get into pornography and sample it, and it poisons the soul. Mm-hmm. It poisons the heart. And what we have to do as parents, I believe, we are the guardians of our children's hearts. We are the ones who are to protect them from this evil. But it starts all the way back with our model, what we watch. What we do, what we bring into our homes, I include in in our book, Parenting Today's Adolescent, a a story of a young man who who found pornography because his father had a stack of it in his closet, Mm -hmm. and his dad was sampling this stuff, and the boy found it. And it started a pattern in this young man's life that impacted his marriage, his family, and almost destroyed him mm-hmm. as a man. Mm-hmm.
1: Barbara, that's one of the challenges that parents face today. In Solomon's day, as we read in Proverbs chapter 5, 6, and 7, you could pretty much warn your kids, stay out of this part of town, don't go in pl- establishments like this, and you'll be protected mm-hmm. from these images and from pornography. It has been so mainstreamed today Mm -hmm. that we can hardly let our kids out of the house.
0: Well, we don't have to let our kids out of the house (laughs) with the Internet. I mean, it, it you know, that kind of stuff is everywhere, and that's what's so scary. But parents really need to be on guard, as Dennis was saying, and protecting our kids and watching where they are, where they're going, and even in letting them go to somebody else's house, like that story you told about that man when he was a young boy, finding it in another Christian's home. Well. We have to be so careful where we let our kids go and who we let them spend time with.
1: And we've got to be asking a lot of questions at the same time, like the question you ask your son Benjamin, one day when he came home from school.
2: Yeah, and I asked him if he'd been looking at anything he ought not to be looking at, and it was uh, he was about uh, 12 or 13 years of age.
1: That's a pretty bold question for a dad just to grab his son and say, hey, you've been looking at anything you, you shouldn't be looking at? Well,
2: I think the Spirit of God prompted me to do that, and I think what I want to encourage our listeners to do is when, when the Lord begins to burden you with something, with your children, step on in there and ask the question. Uh, Benjamin had come home from school. We were in the kitchen, and... Uh, I asked him that question, and it was like he was struck with lightning. It's like, Dad, you've been reading my mail or something? <laughs> and he said – he looked at me after he paused for a moment. He got this little little grin that he has. Uh, and he said, well, matter of fact, today at lunch I was sitting in the back of the classroom eating my sandwich. And some guys had some pornographic literature up front at the teacher's desk. They were all huddled around it looking at it, and they said, hey, Ben. Come on up and look at this. And um, he said, I finished my sandwich, stuffed it all in the sack, and I walked up past the desk and on out into the hall and left the room. Hmm. And I said, you did what? He said, that's right. I didn't look at it. I left the room. Well, at that point, it was like my son had scored the winning touchdown. Uh,
0: in the Super Bowl.
2: In the Super Bowl. There you go. And mm-hmm. I went berserk. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started screaming, yelling, going, yes, way to go, son. That's a phenomenal step. And, you know, I don't know to this day if he remembers uh, his dad going bonkers there in the kitchen over his choice. But I think if there's anything we ought to be getting excited today about, it's young men, young women who are taking steps away from evil and toward that which is right, I know another dad who um, was sitting at his uh, at his computer, and all of a sudden, on the internet screen in his mailbox was a pornographic sex site. Mm-hmm. And um, the dad didn't open it, but he goes, I "Wonder how that got there." And so he he uh, he went to his son, and he he uh, asked his teenage son if he'd been looking at anything he ought not to be looking at. And at first, the son lied and said no and and then the dad went back to the computer and began to look beyond the um the surface files of mm-hmm. the computer back into the recesses of the box mm-hmm. and found that there had been a number of sex sites that had been visited on his computer mm-hmm. and the dad went back to the son and said son you want to talk about this and uh, what took place between that man and that young man's life at that point was um, uh, so good to knit a father's heart to a boy. And as he related the story to me, he said, that created a level of accountability with my son that has really changed our relationship. And I've been asking him uh, repeatedly, have you been looking at anything you ought not to be looking at? Just like I'd asked Benjamin that particular time. And, you know, Bob, I think what we're talking about here is parents being involved in their sons And in their daughters' lives because there there are so many ways these images can gain entrance into our, our children's soul and poison the headwaters. Barbara, when my
1: son Jimmy was about seven years old, we were driving around one day and there are a series of stores in our community that we've just chosen not to patronize because they sell pornographic magazines. And so as we drove past one of these stores, he said, now, Dad, we don't shop there because of some of the magazines they sell. Is that right? And I said, that's right. And he said, what What kind of magazines are they? <laughs> and he's seven. Yeah. And here's the tension for a dad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How much detail do you share in order to protect your son's innocence and keep him away from uh, the, yeah. the destruction? Uh, how do parents navigate that kind of a uh, of a tightrope?
0: Well, I think parents, again, it again goes back to being involved. And it's a word we've talked about over and over again in the book. And as we've been talking through these traps, moms and dads have to be involved in their child's life. And that means asking questions all the time and then responding to the questions they ask us like you did with Jimmy and saying, you know, it's, it's something that is degrading to what God created or, or bring it back to the scripture, to God's blueprint and God's plan for marriage and family and just let them know that, mm-hmm. that this material is not wholesome and it's not healthy. But we need to be careful that we do it in such a way that we don't Increase their curiosity so that they want to go find out what this is, and I think as as parents, as we continue to pray that God will give us wisdom to answer these questions and to mm-hmm. uh, ask our kids questions too to find out what they're seeing and what they're hearing. I think the Lord will grant that wisdom.
1: You know, a number of years ago, uh, one of my sons had a friend come over and spend the night, and Marianne and I had gone on to bed, and of course they stayed up later. I think they were watching something on TV or watching a video or something. And the next morning, when I got up, I was on the computer. And I saw a site that I didn't recognize in our history file. And uh, I went there, and as soon as it popped up, I went, uh-oh, and, and clicked out of it. And then I realized that this had to be something that the kids had gone to while we'd gone to bed. And so I uh, I called to my son. I said, son, can you, can you come into the other room for just a second? And I sat him down, and I said, did you guys look at something last night on the Internet that you shouldn't have looked at? And he realized immediately that uh, he'd been found out. There was nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. <laughs> so he just he kind of dropped his head and said, uh, yeah, we did. And I said, well, tell me about it. What, what happened. And it turned out that someone at school had given my son's friend uh, an address for the internet and said, you ought to check out this site. And they didn't know what was there. They didn't know anything about it. It had been, I think, relatively innocent, at least that when we – called the other young man in, and I asked him about that. That's what he told me. He said, I didn't know all that was going to be there. Somebody told me I should look at it. And so we looked at it, and I said, well, I've got to call your dad and let him know what we looked at, and we just got to be on the same page. And uh, he allowed that that would be OK. And, and we, we didn't make a big deal out of it because I think they had come across this relatively innocently. But we did say, look, there is danger here. It's not just something innocent. It's not harmless you got to be very careful you don't want to be going to these sites. looking at this stuff can um can damage your soul That's and you right. know when we think about this issue of pornography, we typically think about our teenage sons and the pictures and images that they're seeing, but I'll tell you there is a growing trend of teenage girls going on the website to look at particular kinds of pictures or images, and even if they're not looking at what we would technically refer to as pornography. Uh, they are going to sites, or they're reading literature, or they're viewing things that can have the same kind of influence on their soul.
0: Yeah, I think there are two things that that uh, girls are most susceptible to. One would be magazines, and the kinds of images, the way they portray women and, and teenagers in magazines, the kinds of things that they wear, and mm-hmm. and all of that can desensitize their. Uh, perspective of who they are as young women mm-hmm. and how they're to act and what their standards need to be. And the other thing would be uh, novels that girls read because there are a lot of novels out there, even Christian novels, that are romance novels that stir up all kinds of longings and passions and desires and interests uh, along those lines that are not necessary for these girls to be experiencing. It's, it's not something that they need at this age in their lives, they need to be doing things that are much more wholesome and relational with girlfriends and family rather than feasting their eyes and their minds on these uh, magazines and books that are all about things that they have no business being involved in.
1: Some of the magazines that you subscribed to when you were in high school and had hoped you might uh, subscribe to someday with your daughters, you found were wholly inappropriate.
0: Yeah, I remember discovering that and what a shock it was when our oldest daughter was a teenager. And I Mm -hmm. I thought, well, I'll just subscribe to this magazine for her and went and bought a copy at at the newsstand for her to have and was just amazed at how it had changed over those years from when I was a teenager to to when she became a teenager, and that was even about 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the content was just was awful. It really was.
1: Dennis, in the same way that men are stimulated visually, women are stimulated emotionally, what they read in romance novels and magazines can gain a grip on their soul.
2: I think it's uh, it's the wise parent who understands that this problem is not just a male problem. I think many of the soap operas today... Uh, a lot of advertising, other things are trying to gain entrance into a woman's soul and pollute her, much as uh, diabolical forces are trying to do the same thing with men. Mm-hmm. And it's why we've got to maintain a good connection with our daughters as well as our sons and be tracking with them, asking them how they're doing. You know, it's been said that the Internet is uh, the pedophile's playground. Mm-hmm. It's where um, people who prey on boys and girls – live and hang out. And our children, if they venture into this information highway, we need to be there and be hanging out with them to make sure that where they go is safe, just like we wouldn't send them to a section of town that would be unsafe for them uh, to go visit. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things, Bob, that that I think is very important to discuss with our, our teens and preteens, is just a good definition of what pornography is. I think a lot of times we, we can classify pornography at such a, um, an end of the spectrum that we fail to recognize where pornography starts. And our definition that we use is that pornography is any type of media, words, photographs, movies, or music that stimulates sexual excitement. Now, if you start with that definition, all of a sudden, that opens the door to all types of advertisements, whether it be on TV, whether it be on the radio, or in print media. Mm -hmm. And frankly, some of the advertisements that are used even in major news magazines or even in the newspaper Mm -hmm. is absolutely pornographic. Mm -hmm. And as parents, I think we've got to start with our own basic conviction of what is pornography, What are we going to classify as pornographic uh, literature, Mm -hmm. pornographic images? And I believe pornography is that which perverts the beauty of what God said was very good. Mm -hmm. The sex drive and sex and marriage is all appropriate and good and blessed by God. But pornography is an appeal to the fantasy. It calls men and women away from real relationships to these these fantasy relationships that don't exist. A second thing that's very important for our children and youth to understand is that without being explicit, and you talked about this with your son Jimmy, we have to explain to our young people that pornography has um, – has certain steps associated with it. There's a slow, gradual, slippery slope that you start walking down, and it starts with just a little bit of curiosity, and then there has to be more stimulation to satisfy that curiosity, and and it can be so powerful, so alluring, that it can take an innocent encounter like I had one time, of opening a trash bin to dump our garbage in the trash bin, and there was, opened in the trash bin, a pornographic magazine. Mm. Well, at that point, I could either decide to walk away or pick it up and stuff it uh, in my trash bag and take it back into my home. I left it where it was and didn't look. But it's, it's those types of little steps that determine who we become. We were uh, driving along the other night with a friend
1: of my daughter's, and uh, they have a, uh, an Internet service, one of the large national Internet services. And we were talking about email, and she said, we routinely get emails sent to us inviting us to visit all these icky-sounding sites. And, and uh, it's happening innocently where your children are a click away from an image that will burn into their soul. Oh yeah. and will never leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and that's why parents have got to be involved and they've got to use some of the resources that are being created to protect our families. There's a an internet uh, service that we list in the book that uh is filtering out pornographic sites. From ever even making it to your computer there 's software available that 's mentioned in the book as well to to talk about how to filter these uh, these images and and uh, words from ever making it into your home and I think as parents we 've got to use all these resources that help us protect and guard our children 's hearts because we 've been given that responsibility, and your child doesn 't have the maturity to be able to discern what to do with that. Russian sex site Mm -hmm. that pops up on your screen. Dennis, what should a mom or a dad do if they come
1: across uh, files that they know have been downloaded onto the computer that they uh, realize are inappropriate?
2: Well, first of all, you're making the assumption that they found them casually. I would empower every parent listening who's raising a teenager to take the freedom to look I wouldn't hesitate to look in my son or my daughter's room or where they've been tracking on the computer if I suspected anything. And you know what? Even if you haven't suspected anything, it might not be a bad idea if you just to go and look and just check it out. Now, is that invading the child's privacy? I don't think so. That child is under your care. You're protecting that child. If if uh, you came home and were afraid somebody was hiding in your child's room, wouldn't you go look in that room first to see if somebody was in there? If there was evil in there, if there was harm going to come to him, you wouldn't think anything about that. Well, I think the same thing is true of this. I think we need to look and see if our children are sampling. Secondly, if you do find it, I think immediately you offer grace. You know, that's at the core of the gospel. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith... And that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not as a result of works that no one should boast. We're all sinners. We've all broken God's laws. We need grace to be able to rightly relate to God and to one another. You forgive your child, and you go armed with that grace and forgiveness. But you take a step beyond that, and you call that young man or that young lady to be accountable. You ask them to step forward and to uh, to submit to some Um, actions like not being on the computer late at night after mom and dad have gone to bed, not having a computer in their bedroom with the door closed. Mm -hmm. Um, The idea is is bring their lives out into the light and let them walk in the light. Mm -hmm. And then I think third, ask your child questions. Are you looking at anything you ought not to be looking at? Are you allowing your mind to feast on anything that uh, could pollute your soul? as a young man or as a young lady.
0: Thanks for listening to Family Life today. For more downloadable audio programs or other resources, visit our website at familylife.com.